We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Are you ready for spring? Well, now's the perfect time to head out to your local garden center and pick up a hydrangea from Proven Winners to add to your landscape. Proven Winners hydrangeas are gorgeous and simple to care for. There's just no better or easier way to enjoy a flower-filled summer. Take the time to plant one now and look forward to years of enjoyment and compliments. Look for Proven Winners Hydrangeas in the white containers at your favorite garden center. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. Visit us online at www.xzone-radio.com. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. I'm singing to the world, it's time we let the spirit come in. Let it come on in, I'm singing to the world, everybody's caught in the spin. Look at where we've been, we've been running around, year after year, blinded with pride, blinded with fear, but it's daybreak. And welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Toll free one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. That is toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. Wow, that uh, conversation with the uh, people from Anonymous uh, pertaining to the uh, Scientology Church. Uh, quite a quite a few accusations there, and you know what? Uh, the uh, Church of Scientology is coming on with us next week to um, give their side of the story. After all, there's two, there's three sides to every story: his, hers, and the truth. And that's what we're going to try and establish here at the X Zone. Joining me now are two friends of mine. They are going to be talking about the East Coast Bigfoot Conference that is uh, coming up. 
Joining me from uh, the American Bigfoot Society is Sean Forker and our good friend Eric Altman, who is one of the organizers of the conference. Hey, guys, how are you tonight? Great, Rob. Thanks for having us on again. Hey, it's always a pleasure. You know, uh, you know I, I, I love the way you guys work, and um, you've got this big conference coming up, and I, I want it just to be a massive success. Well, we're well, we hoping it, be, Rob, uh, very much so. it's going to be a big success. I know Eric and I are a little worried tonight. that, uh, you know, these inflated gas prices mm-hmm. might have some inadverse at, uh, effects on it. But we're still very optimistic and hoping it's going to be a good hit. I'm sure it's going to be a great hit. Uh, let me see. What date is the, is the event again? Uh, the uh, September 27th. For September 27th, this coming fall. Excellent, excellent. As as I don't know if you know, Eric, but uh, the back page of the X Chronicles newspaper for January for June is your entire poster that you guys sent us. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, Sean was uh, gracious enough to let me know about that today, and Sean and I are both, as well as the Pennsylvania Bigfoot Society, we are uh, truly in your uh, debt for doing. No, you're not. So no, you're not. I'm I'm just trying to do my part in to promote the sincere and real investigation of the Bigfoot phenomenon. Like you guys are doing all the work. We appreciate your support and for helping us to get the word out. It means a lot to both of us and to the group. Uh, without your support or without good folks like yourself, you know, we wouldn't be able to get the word out and let folks know that we're out there researching and investigating. And you guys are doing that uh, on a, on a you know, full-time scale, basically. And what a lot of people do not realize, Eric and Sean, is that every cent that is spent comes out of your pockets directly. Yeah, it does, and, and that's not just necessarily us, but uh, all big yeah. researchers. As well, as well as researchers in the UFO field, as well as researchers uh, of other aspects of the paranormal. That's what I call dedication. Hey, guys, um, tell us a little bit about uh, the East Coast uh, Bigfoot Conference. Who's going to be speaking? Well, uh, this year we've got a great lineup of uh, speakers from the eastern United States. Uh, people seem to think that it's uh, a Pacific Northwest um, phenomenon, but actually Bigfoot has been sighted all around the country, and that's why we want to have a conference here on the East Coast. So what mm-hmm. we've done is brought in a lot of the experts and investigators, researchers who do the research here in the eastern United States, and we have some great folks coming in this year to speak about the uh, research they've done here on the eastern United States. We've got uh, Steve, the Squatch Detective Calls from New York coming in, uh, Bill Dranginis, uh, Billy Willard, uh, Tom L. from Virginia coming in, uh, Diane Stocking from Florida coming up to Pennsylvania to speak for us, Bob Chance from Maryland. Uh, we've got a great lineup of uh, folks coming in this year to speak. All right, guys, you and I have to take a commercial break. Sean uh, Forker and Eric Altman, we're going to be talking about the East Coast Bigfoot Conference that's coming up on September the 27th, and we're going to be doing a Bigfoot update on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as the Exxon continues live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. One eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is our toll free number. You can always send your email to exone at talkstarradio.com. Also tonight, Karen Bentley and of course Brian David Anderson with Earth Changes. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studio in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Sometimes late when things are real and people share the beauty. 
Sean Forker and Eric Altman are our special guests. We're talking about the East Coast uh, Bigfoot Conference that's happening on uh, September the 27th. And what is the venue for the uh, conference, Sean? Well, we're having the conference at uh, Pitzer's Townhouse Restaurant above in Gator's Lounge. They've been the uh, uh, the conference hall now for the past uh, four or five conferences. Uh, very great people let us use the hall, and mm-hmm. uh, it's been a big success. The last conference we had was in 2005, Rob, and we had standing room only. Wow. At over 500 people, which was a pretty big draw for a little Bigfoot conference in the East. Well, I don't think that's a little. It shows the credibility that goes behind the conference and its organizers. Well, and a lot of that credit goes to Eric Altman. He's the director of the Pennsylvania Bigfoot Society, and he keeps everybody in a on a, uh, you know, grounded. and uh, Yeah, I understand he has a big whip. Yeah, he does, and it hurts like crazy. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> Eric, what's new in the world of Bigfoot? Well, uh, in the general community across the United States, uh, the reports are still coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, organizations and independent researchers uh, still investigating. Here in our state, in the Keystone State, Pennsylvania, we've been uh, quite active. I've been in the field uh, almost every weekend, um, dating back to the beginning of this year, out investigating, following up on leads, um, out there actively looking, and uh, we're following up on some uh, reports right now here in Pennsylvania that we've gotten in recently, some very interesting stuff. Um, we're keeping really busy. Um, it's very surprising. Actually, it isn't really surprising. It, it's just uh, surprising that they keep the reports keep coming in. Now, as, as far as any authentication on Bigfoot, has anybody anywhere come up with any physical evidence that would substantiate the existence. I, you know, like I, once again, I think this is the biggest mystery when it comes to Bigfoot. You've got a lot of sightings, but no trace evidence. Well, I think the problem, Bob, is any evidence that's been collected, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying it's been a lot because it's been very few and far between, has been contaminated. It's, I've said this many times before in the program, it's about proper evidence collection. And nobody in the field really trained to do that yet. And I think it's something we all need to do is to educate ourselves on proper forensic techniques. And that's the only way we're going to get real solid evidence. We've had hair samples yeah. that have been tested and come back unknown primate. And it's going to keep doing that until you have a, a type sample you can cast that to. Uh, now, tell me, when Harry and the Hendersons came out, okay, how did that affect the Bigfoot community? Like, you know, the movie was kind of... You know, it was like E.T. as to the aliens. Was there an increased uh, interest in in, uh, in Bigfoot after that movie and the con- in, in the following TV series? Eric, you'll have to handle that one because I wasn't born until 85. Ooh. <laughs> okay, you're putting me on the spot here, Forker. Geez, geez did we just uh, lose Sean? I think so. <laughs> we can arrange it, Eric. <laughs> um Dave, I don't think it really had that big of an impact on the uh, the interest of it. Um, Bigfoot has been in the, the media spotlight mm-hmm. going back to as far back as the Patterson-Gimlin film. Um, especially during the late 1960s and 70s, Bigfoot was the big thing. Um, it was all over the media and all over you know the news. That was the big thing. And then it kind of died out in the 80s. We had some very campy movies come out in the mid-80s, like, like Harry and the Hendersons, just for one, and there was another one, Bigfoot, The Unforgettable Encounter. These movies came out. They were fun family movies, but I don't really think they had that much of an impact on the, the subject. Um, I think people have always been interested in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the 
media is just now starting to pick up the interest again, and it's becoming more mainstream. You see it a lot in the commercials and advertisements on television, on the talk shows and tabloid shows on television. Yeah. Uh, you see it a lot more in the newspaper. And I think that the reason it is becoming more and more popular is because of the Internet. And I think uh, we're finally starting to get some credibility as far as researching goes. Um. One of our one of our listeners at exontv.com would like to know how far east. Whoops, I've got to move this little scroll up. How far east has Bigfoot been seen, spotted, and seen in North America? Um, Bigfoot's been reported in every state in, in the United States and in Canada, um, and North America. It's been basically reported all around the world. But to answer the question as far as East Coast, um, there have been reports in New Jersey, Maryland. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. As far as Maine as well, because Maine is, is it only in wooded areas? Oh, there have been some uh, reports in, in, in desert areas too, Rob, in Arizona and mm-hmm. such. But, uh, you know, one of the theories is these creatures, and it's, you know, a, a pretty good theory is that these creatures, you know, only stay in areas that have, you know, an abundance of uh, water and vegetation. You know, anywhere where the precipitation is usually over about 24 inches or more a year. That's when you see a lot of the sightings. Pacific Northwest, for instance, gets about 128 inches or more of uh, precipitation a year, and that's probably one of the biggest hot spots in the country. You know, the east gets anywhere from 40 to 68 inches of precipitation a year. I mean, all that's kind of relevant when you're looking at a real animal or, you know, something that needs to survive. So... One eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. Our guests tonight are two good friends of the Exxon, Eric Altman and uh, Sean Forker, who is a young guy. Hey, Sean, are you old enough to shave yet? Yeah, oh, <laughs> that was twelve. He's just out of pampers. Oh, boom, boom, oh. <laughs> Tag team Altman and McConnell versus Sean the Forker. They call me the Fork. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Uh, one of our listeners would like to know, Sean or Eric, are there accommodations nearby where the conference is, and where can they get information on the accommodations, and do you have any accommodation packages available? Well, what we did have for accommodation packages have uh, pretty much sold out. We had a deal with the uh, Holiday Inn in Delmont that had a very reasonable rate and fare for room. But if you go to the website, eastcoastbigfootconference.weebly.com, we have a hotel uh, and accommodations uh, page set up. And you go there and 
click on the links, and it'll take you to the various uh, hotels and uh, inns around the area that you can book for the conference. What are some of the topics that people are going to be discussing at the conference? Well, I know Steve Coles has a very interesting dissertation he's going to give on suspected Sasquatch behavior. Uh, Bill Dranginis is going to be unveiling a new technological device, and he's actually donating one to the conference to the uh, Pennsylvania Bigfoot Society, which is terrific. And, uh, you know, General, uh, you know, what folks are doing in terms of research, and, you know, we have the privilege of having uh, Bob Chance on, who's been an educator for over 30 years, and uh, he's been a firm supporter of the Bigfoot, and he's going to be talking about the reasons he believes it exists and the evidence he's collected. All right, well, let's go to our phones. Uh, let me see, who do we have here? Uh, da, da, da. We have uh, Henry on the phone. Henry, how are you, buddy? Good evening. Hey, welcome to the show. What's hey, Rob, thing? long time no talk, man. Long time no talk, my friend. Long yeah. time no talk. How you doing? Any better and I just couldn't take it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> any any better any better and I just take my OHIP card and I toss it away. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what, um I just got back last week from three weeks in East Tennessee doing some research there mm-hmm. on Sasquatch. Uh also went to Ohio to the East Coast Bigfoot Conference. Eric was there, and uh, that was a great time. What's the latest news out of Tennessee? Well, there's some interesting stuff going on up there. Some uh, <clears throat> There's some sightings and some encounters going on up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, while I was up there um, with a group, we, we found a possible uh, footprint and also a possible shelter structure while we were up on a, uh, a mountainside. And one of our uh, one of our team members said she heard a, a possible laugh of some sort. Mm-hmm. So, um, pretty interesting developments going on up there in, in East Tennessee. Now, where's the where's the most uh, number of reports coming to uh, coming from uh, these days, um, Eric? Oh, it's, it's been, there's really not one particular place where we're getting a lot of activity reported from. It seems to be a constant flow of, of reports coming from throughout the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, there doesn't really seem to be one particular hot spot. I guess if you really have to put me on the spot and narrow it down, I would have to say um, probably um, Ohio, eastern Ohio, southwestern Pennsylvania is a hot spot. It always has been. Um, of course, the Pacific Northwest, uh, Cali- northern California. Oregon, Washington, into British Columbia, um, northern Texas, Oklahoma, that, that panhandle there, mm-hmm. um, Arkansas, Louisiana, that's always been a hot spot. There's several places around the country that are just real active and, and continue to, to remain so. But right now there isn't one particular area in the United States that's more active than anywhere else that I'm aware of. Okay, I've got a question here for Sean from Paquel, who uh, is in Cleveland, listens to us on WELW 1330 AM. He says, uh, this is for Sean, is the North American Bigfoot creature related to the Himalayan Yeti? Well, that's an easy question, a hard question, actually, because everything we have so far is assumption. You know, we don't even have proof that Bigfoot exists. But if it is what many in the field think it is, which is a offshoot of a, a relic ape called Gigantopithecus blackei, that uh, then they are in fact the same creature. Just of course, the regional differences, you know, depend on the climate, and you know they've adapted to their general area. So easy answer, yes. Difficult answer, really don't know. <laughs> okay, and there's a second question. Uh, 
Let me see. Do I have enough time? Yes, I do. Maybe we... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll ask it to you now, and if we run out of time, you can finish answering it on the other side of the news. Do you believe the story that uh, that is given by Mr. Bob Hieronymus? Uh, with every day, there's something else coming out of the Patterson-Gimlin film, so his word's as good as anybody's right now. Okay. Well spoken. You should have gone against uh, Senator Obama there, Sean. We'll be back on the other... Pardon? 2038. <laughs> <laughs> Will you be old enough to vote then? Oh. Ooh, 1-877-528-8255 is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. Sean Forker is our guest, along with Eric Altman. We're talking about the East Coast uh, Bigfoot Conference, and we have a beautiful poster and ad for on the very back page of the X-Chronicles newspaper in the June edition. And uh, to get your copy of the X-Chronicles, just send me your email address. We'll send it to you with our compliments and the compliments of our advertisers. We'll be back on the other side of this break as the Exxon continues live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon TV, and on shortwave from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Exxon Nation, don't go away. Is life moving too fast? If you're self-employed or a small business owner, you have no choice but to move as fast as you can. Sometimes you move so fast you don't take a close look at life's details. When was the last time you looked at your health insurance? If you don't have health insurance or if you have the wrong coverage, serious medical bills could mount up. That's where the Mega Life and Health Insurance Company comes in. We provide affordable health insurance for the self-employed and small business owners. If you don't have health insurance, call us. If you have coverage, call anyway. See if we can give you better coverage at a better price. Stay on track for affordable health insurance designed specifically for the self-employed and small business owners. Call 877-735-6460. That's 877-735-6460. Home office located in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Not available in all states and benefits may vary by state. Association membership may not be required to obtain insurance. Call 877-735-6460 for details. Amethyst works with your guides, angels, and spirit animals to assist you in catalyzing your inner healer, clearing your psychic and spiritual debris, integrating your lost soul parts, illuminating your journey, energizing your spirit, opening your psychic senses, exercising your multidimensional gifts, activating your purpose, empowering your soul, validating your experiences, navigating life's transitions, guiding your process, awakening your spiritual essence, balancing your energies, tapping into the creative flow, realizing your dreams, visioning your destiny, dreaming your world into being, being who you really are. Amethyst is an Exxon iPod partner and can be visited online at www.answersfromyourangels.com or from your Exxon iPod by touching the Angels widget on the main screen. Amethyst. www. Hi, this is Eric Rawls of Cosmoverse.com, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in the Exxon. Hi, this is Blade Runner, and you are listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. 
Hi, I'm Laura Fabron of Feast to Fields Organic Vineyard in Jordan, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McCong. Hi, my name is Lady Ashley, the White Witch of Niagara-on-the-Lake, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal talk radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McCong. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Josie's on a vacation far away. Curve around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. We're talking about the 2008 annual East Coast Bigfoot Conference that is being held on September the 27th, 2008, at uh, Pitzer's Townhouse Restaurant in Jeanette, Pennsylvania. For more information on the 2008 annual East Coast Bigfoot Conference, visit the website at www.pabigfootsociety.com. Eric Altman, the director of the Pennsylvania Bigfoot Society, is with us, and Sean Forker, a good friend of the X Zone. Uh, Sean, are you with uh, Are you with Pennsylvania Bigfoot Society now, or are you still with American Bigfoot Society? I am. I have been an active member with the Pennsylvania Bigfoot Society since 2005. Unfortunately, the American Bigfoot Society has closed its doors of operation last. Oh month. no, we didn't know that. But uh, be rest assured, all us researchers that were involved in that organization have now become members of others. I was a member of about four or five organizations besides that. So we're still keeping the research going on, and the spirit's still there. So we might not Excellent. be organized, but be rest assured, the spirit's still there. Well, that's super. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about the Pennsylvania Big. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying, thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Put society, Eric. Well, uh, we're an organization of volunteers, both men and women from a variety of backgrounds and uh job experiences, mm-hmm. skills, and uh, mainly folks from around the Pennsylvania area. Uh, we do have members in New York, West Virginia, Virginia, Ohio, Maryland, New Jersey. And uh, these folks are in a network where if uh, I receive a sighting report or um, we receive one through the website, um, I forward it off to the closest uh, researcher in that particular area for them to contact the witness. And they go out and follow up on it. And then if need be, our uh, research team is... Uh, sent out to the area to uh, follow up and look for any uh, evidence or any conclusive proof that a creature was, in fact, in the area. Uh, we've made numerous contacts over the year with, uh, in, within the scientific community so that if we are able to collect any um, concrete evidence, we can turn it over to them for analysis and have them tested and do what's necessary. Uh, but we are made up of volunteers. We are uh, funded by ourselves. Uh, we don't have any uh, public sponsorship mm-hmm. or uh, outside funding. So everything is, is within the group is, is you know, done by our group itself. 
And uh, we've been together since uh, 1998. Um, in 2000, I took over as the director of the group and have remained as the director since. It's a lot of fun. Well, that's, that's good. One of our listeners has a real question here. <laughs> I don't Leave it to somebody in the Exxon. They want to know what the food is like at the Pitzer's Townhouse Restaurant. Oh, it's excellent. <laughs> I recommend the New York Strip. Um, they used to have something called Bigfoot Burgers. Really? Yeah, it was uh, a pound of ground meat on a hamburger bun, a very big hamburger bun. And uh, during the conference, they would uh, do their best to cut, cut the ground meat in the shape of a foot and bring it out to the people who... Uh, now, that, that is really cool. That yeah. is really cool, getting the people behind... Yeah, and, and Pitzer's has been behind us for, for a number of years. They've been a big supporter of ours, and they let us use the banquet hall upstairs, which is it used to be Gator's Lounge, but they really don't have a name for it now. But uh, they've been a huge supporter of us and invited us in every year to use the hall, and, uh, and we kind of work together. They get the, uh, all the folks to come downstairs and eat in their restaurant while we have the conference upstairs, and that's uh, kind of a win-win situation for us both. Excellent. I see on your website you only have uh, 24 seats left. Yeah, we, uh, we started out with uh, 50 reserved seats, mm-hmm. um, and we wanted to put that out there to the public to give them the opportunity to sit in one of the first few rows of the um, conference hall so they could get a good seat, hear the speakers, take some pictures and whatnot. And uh, it's really picked up this past couple of months as we get closer to the conference. People have been picking them up left and right, and uh, once they're gone, they're gone. So um, we will have general admission seating available, and that seems to be a, a a popular thing with the people who attend. You know, we, we pack the house with us. As Sean said, we have standing room only. We've had a, close to 500 people over the past couple of years. Why do you think there's still such interest in Bigfoot? What is the draw? Sean, you want to handle this one? Oh, the mystery. Everybody loves a good mystery, especially one that connects with us on kind of a primordial level. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's always curious about the missing link. Is there a missing link? Does it still exist? Or if there's a mystery primate running around, uh, people got to know. I know that's what keeps me involved. I love the mystery about it and one that could so possibly be so personally connected. Now, have either one of you seen a Bigfoot? I have not seen a Bigfoot. I had an encounter with something that I did not see. Mm-hmm. I only had some kind of uh, pheromonal or infrasonic reaction to whatever it was that was there. I got real nauseous and disoriented, and Eric can tell you it wasn't pretty. And uh, when I heard this loud crash of the brush, I uh, chased after it. And we never did find out what it was, but it sure—it scared me the whole weekend. <laughs> really? Has there ever been a connection between um, the appearance of Bigfoot the sighting of Bigfoot, and any natural phenomenon, such as earthquake activity, uh, is it seen on ley lines? Is there any any connection between Bigfoot and the paranormal? Um, not that I've discovered or noticed. Um, there are very rare, rare reports mm-hmm. uh, of um, Bigfoot being involved uh, or sighted in the area around the same time UFOs have been sighted. I don't think there is a connection between the two. But I think if you were to ask if there was a connection between the paranormal, I think that would be as close as you possibly could come. Um, I think that we're dealing with an animal, an undiscovered primate, um, and I don't think it really has a paranormal connection to it, although there are some that do believe that it does. I just have not found any proof to lead me in that direction. Question for one of our listeners. Um, do, you, do your – this is uh, – the, the guess – let me get this straight – the listener would like to know if you guys believe that no skeletal remains have been found 
Uh, why, I'm sorry, why do you believe that there are no skeletal remains that have been found? Is it possible that there's a Bigfoot graveyard? Well, um, it's a real hard question because, as Sean said earlier, we really don't have all the answers. We mm-hmm. speculate as to why they haven't been found, and there are several reasons why I believe that they haven't been found. All right, what, what are your reasons? Well, first off, I think that we haven't found any skeletal remains because Mother Nature has a, a phenomenal recycling mm-hmm. uh, system where you know, bodies decompose and break down and small rodents and insects uh, devour the remaining carcass and bones. Um, I also feel that, that, that possibly these animals are intelligent enough to have their own Bigfoot burial ground or Bigfoot graveyard, much like elephants do. They, they yeah. wander way off into remote areas where they die. Um, there are researchers who do speculate that they do have uh, a burial system, much like um, a, a social system like humans have. You know, they bury their dead, mm-hmm. or they go off into caves and, and die. We really don't have an answer yet, and it is all speculation you know, and guessing on our part, but I would tend to lean towards the fact that it's Mother Nature taking care of its, itself by recycling the animals before they can be discovered. One of our guests uh, threw out a, a rather interesting hypothesis. Uh, maybe they, maybe Bigfoot bury their dead deep in caves. Quite possible. Yeah. Quite possible. Now, when people go out investigating uh, Bigfoot, um, you know, what equipment do you use? How do you go about doing an, an investigation? What signs do you look for? Uh, what what uh, what is the reaction of other animals within the the forest if there is a Bigfoot around? Well, usually you'll notice an absence of activity uh, with other animals if there is, in fact, something uh, in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we can't explain what causes it. Just, you know, maybe there's something they can sense that we can. Animals are always more in tune to the environment and their surroundings than than we are. Uh, tools we use, we use the very basic tools from the simplest of video recorders to the most extravagant of video cameras. Uh, I know there's a gentleman that had a uh, whole Squatch Mobile, as he liked to call it, that was just fully decked out in all kinds of audio and visual equipment. Uh, I find the simpler the better. I like carrying, uh, you know, a pen and paper. I like carrying a, uh, a measuring tape, ribbon end, uh, craftsman. I just uh, I like the simple tools. I think they just work better for me. It, it all depends on the various researcher. Now, I, I don't know if this is the same person you were talking about, but Tom Biscardi, who is a a, a Bigfoot researcher investigator, he used to go, you know you know he's been out there. I don't know how long he's been out there, and he's he's always hyped that you know he's on the trail and. He's never come up with anything except that bear paw that he tried to pawn off on everybody last year or the year before. Uh, that was a uh, that was a hoax. But with all his equipment, nothing. Well, Tom has a lot of equipment. Yeah. And he's got a lot of passion. And and that's something I can't fault him for. No, uh, hell no. I, I have not met Tom personally. Uh, Eric has. Uh, Tom's uh, uh, an interesting guy. He sure I is. think a lot of times he gets caught up in the passion, and I think in the past that's gotten to him. I think I referred to him uh, during an interview with him as the modern-day Mitchell Hedges. <laughs> and that very well may be. He's a very <laughs> passionate man. I can't take that away from him. And you know what? Uh, mm-hmm. They're out there active trying to get the research done, so kudos yeah. to them. And if they come up with it, the the, uh, the holy grail of evidence, I, I won't be that disappointed. <laughs> well, you're all working for the same thing. That's right. 
you know, you're, you're working to prove the existence of this very elusive, um, mysterious creature that, you know, has been in myth, it's been in legend, it's been, it's been observed by, by, uh, by people that are camping, uh, you know, professionals, and yet, there's never any proof. How come that there hasn't been a good picture taken of Bigfoot? Not that I'm aware of. Well, if, if the picture has been taken, it hasn't been released, that's always a possibility. It's mm-hmm. a very slim possibility, especially with the way the media is, and people like to get paid for what they have. We've seen that over and over again. Uh, and I think a lot of uh, the bull crap out there, a lot of the hoax photographs, has really desensitized uh, a lot of us researchers from really even taking photographic evidence seriously. Uh, the Rick Jacobs photos, for instance, that came out of our own backyard. Eric and I, have, and Eric especially, was led into this. Uh, he was contacted by the Jacobs uh, to look at these photos, mm-hmm. and he didn't make any assessments on it. There just was not enough information. And uh, that's the other problem. You get these photos, they have bad resolution, they're not clear enough, and it's really hard to make an accurate uh, estimation on the evidence that's just not there. Here's a question for Sean from one of our listeners. Sean, how can I tell what information is true and what information is false on the Internet? I want to become involved in Bigfoot research, but I see so much information that is contrary and contradicts itself. Sean, what do I do? Common sense rule. Always, <laughs> if you have a, you know, if it's if it's true, it's going to sound true. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, when it contradicts, and it's okay. Uh, the evidence, not the evidence, the opinions expressed by researchers contradict each other all the time. Your best bet is to find a group of people that are civil and uh, have enough common sense between them where they can talk about the evidence and discuss it and come with a general consensus on it. Everybody's going to have a different opinion on something. Uh, you know, the, what's going to be what you're comfortable with mm-hmm. and who you choose to uh, research with, and eventually that will lead to the truth. Now, do you researchers share the data that you find? Is there a, a database that you share? Do you uh, plot the information? Do you do you work together, or is, or is it like in ufology where everyone works on their own, hoping to get, find the smoking gun and to carry it on the back of their shoulders as a trophy? Both. Really? Eh? Uh, Eric and I and a lot of our fellow researchers, we share all our information because, really, Rob, that's the only way we're going to solve this mystery. Exactly. Is by sharing the information. Exactly. There are those out there that that don't share it. One, because they're afraid that uh, somebody will steal their ideas, mm-hmm. and there are people that really want to be the first ones to solve this mystery. Tammy in Louisiana would like to know if either you or Sean have been following the Bugs um, story that was on Art Bell show a number of years ago, and if so, do you think it's real, or do you think it's another hoax? No, I think it's a hoax. Um, hoax. I thought that from the very beginning. They promised Art the uh, map to yeah. deliver to Robert W. Morgan, and then he just disappeared. He's been on, from what I understand, and I haven't been able to follow it as of recent, but he's been on the program one time after that and uh, was promising this map, and uh, he vanished after that. And I think that if it was real and legit, um, Art would have had the map, and Robert would have been down there you know, with an excavation team and, and unearthing these animals. Mm-hmm. I think it was a, a total fabrication. And I have one question here from uh, Karen. Karen lives in Salt Lake City, Utah. She would like to know, 
Oh, this is a, this is a real cute question. What is the best way? What is the best way to photograph a Bigfoot? Hmm. Well, I, I, I believe I believe what she's asking here, and uh, Karen, I'm sorry you didn't send us enough information. But so if I'm wrong on answering the question or asking the question. Let me know. I, I believe she's asking, is is it better to use a video camera? Is it better to use a digital camera? Is it better to use uh, a, a film camera? Listen, guys, we've got to take a commercial break. I'll give you a couple of minutes to think about this. Sean Forker and um, Eric Altman are special guests, good friends of the Exxon. And we're talking about the uh, 2008 annual East Coast Bigfoot Conference that takes place September the 27th in Jeanette, Pennsylvania. For more information, visit their website at www.pabigfootsociety.com. And if you're looking for information on how to become a Bigfoot researcher, get a hold of these two guys. They really know what it's about at www.pabigfootsociety.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with Eric and Sean as the x continues live and around the world right here on the Talkstar Radio Network. Don't go away. can't walk. I can walk, but not very far. I can't even stand anymore. And it gave me no freedom. If you or a loved one suffer from limited mobility, we have incredible news. Now you may qualify for your very own new Invacare power chair or scooter at little or no cost to you. Call Mobility Products Unlimited right now to begin your free pre-qualification process. Invacare's powered mobility products are comfortable, stylish, easy to maneuver, and go anywhere. And yes, you can get back out there too with Invacare. So pick up the phone and call Mobility Products right now, risk-free. Their friendly specialists handle all the paperwork and make it fast and easy to begin the pre-qualification process for your very own Invacare power chair or scooter. You could get yours within just days. There's no pressure, no obligation, no cost for the call. And your satisfaction is guaranteed. So if you're stuck at home, call 1-800-594-5356 right now. Friendly Mobility Specialists are standing by. I feel young, I act young, I am young. I'm only 45. So imagine my surprise recently when I was attending my son's high school graduation ceremony and someone asked me which one was my grandchild. Did I look that old? And the answer was in the mirror. My wrinkles were adding years to my looks. I had to do something, but shots of Botox or a facelift was the last thing I wanted to resort to. Then a friend of mine introduced me to Hydroderm. Hydroderm is a proven anti-aging serum that helps reduce the appearance of wrinkles while encouraging a smooth, youthful look and feel to skin. Well, it worked. No more grandma face for me. And my husband hasn't looked at me like this in years. Well, call now for a free 14-day trial of Hydroderm, absolutely risk-free. Your free trial of Hydroderm is just a phone call away. Here's the number. 1-800-263-0613. Call now before this risk-free offer expires. 1-800-263-0613. I was alone, I took a ride, I didn't know what I would find there. Another road where maybe I could see another kind of mind there. Ooh, did I suddenly see you? Ooh, did I tell you I need you? Welcome back to the Exxon, 1-877-528-8255, or you can send an email to exxon at talkstarradio.com or on MSN Messenger at 
talkstarradio at hotmail.com or xontv.com. We're talking about the 2008 annual East Coast Bigfoot Conference that's going to be held September 27th at Pitzer's Townhouse Restaurant that's located at 101 South 5th Street in Jeanette, Pennsylvania. Now, if you'd like to make reservations, if you would like to get more information, here's the website, www.pabigfootsociety.com. That's www.pabigfootsociety.com. Or if you're interested in becoming a Bigfoot researcher and you need some help, guidance, and you don't know where to start, contact either Eric Altman or Sean Forker through the... um, PABigfootSociety.com website. Guys, uh, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that the uh, conference is really ramping up. It looks like it's going to be a giant success. And, uh, you know, pretty soon you're going to have to hold it in a much bigger place or or, uh, or Pitzers is going to have to uh, start building on. Sean or Eric? Can you hear me, Rob? Yeah, I can, can now. Hear- I can hear you guys now. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, I was saying, um, yeah, I think uh, next year we're going to have to find a much larger hall. The interest in the conference has really grown over the past seven or eight years that we've put this on. What kind of questions are, are asked by people who attend the conference for the first time? Well, um, I think a lot of what your listeners are asking, um, very good, logical questions. They want to know, um, you know why one of these things hasn't been brought in yet. What are these things? Where do they come from? What do they eat? What do they look like? What are we dealing with? You know, where's the evidence? A lot of these, these you know, thought-provoking questions are raised at these conferences, and we do our best not to necessarily prove to people that this animal is real, just to educate them what we've learned so far and what we're doing out there to try to solve this mystery. Um, I've never been one to try to convince anybody this animal exists. I really don't care if people believe this animal exists or not. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this for my own benefit, and if I can educate people about what is going on out there and find out the truth, that's you know, more power to me. One of our listeners has also asked, if Bigfoot is out there, how come no hunters have ever shot one and brought it back? Well, there are reports of hunters shooting them. Uh, you know, obviously this creature is a massive creature, so mm-hmm. what you're shooting it with may not be effective. You might take it off. Uh, if you don't get the shot placed right, it, it might not do much damage. There's too many variables that go into questions like that that, that you know, for really to get a fair answer on. Yeah. Guys, I want to thank you very much for joining us tonight. Always a pleasure. We'll have you on next month, and we'll do another update on the Bigfoot East Coast Bigfoot Conference as well as Bigfoot investigations throughout the United States and Canada. Sean Forker, thank you, and Eric Altman, thank you very much, guys. Take care of yourselves, and give our listeners the address one more time www.eastcoastbigfootconference.weebly.com Guys, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you, Rob. Thanks. On the other side of the news, at six and a half minutes past, Karen Bentley is going to be joining me. And we need your participation participation here, Exxon. We're looking for eight people to go on on Karen's diet. And uh, we're going to be talking about that when we come back from this uh, commercial break with the news at the top of the hour. Karen Bentley is with us, and her website is www.sugarfreemiracle.com. We're going to be talking about the sugar-free miracle diet. If you'd like to participate, send an email to exxon at talkstarradio.com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network from Hamilton. 
We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.